Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. I've got sex and relationship coaches Celeste and Danielle. We'll be talking about intimacy, desire, and keeping your relationship hot past the honeymoon stage. Yes, it is possible. Thanks for listening. Okay, guys. I know it seems like the world of sex toys can be pretty limited for you. This is for the guys now. But I want to introduce you to a product that might just open your mind to some new and amazing experiences. The Black Pearl from Vibratex. I know a lot of you guys anal play not even on your sexual radar. But trust me, there are many more guys out there who've made prostate massage part of their playtime. And they will never look back. Not only does prostate stimulation add a whole new range of sensations during masturbation or intercourse... It also gives you stronger and more intense orgasms and helps you stay harder longer. That's part of what makes the Black Pearl Vibrator so great for couples. You get the benefit of amazing orgasms and your partner benefits from your supercharged erection. Not to mention the excitement of adding a new toy to your routine. The Black Pearl is a vibrating prostate massager designed to help men and couples discover completely new realms of pleasure. The Black Pearl features a slender shape, it's USB rechargeable, and is made of 100% body-safe silicone. So, if you're ready to explore some new territory, it's time to give the Black Pearl a try. I even made a video about it, so check it out. To see it, go to Vibratex.com, search for Black Pearl, you'll find my video with all the info you need. Thanks for listening. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Hey, Emily. You got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. The girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean? Like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. Well, you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. sex relationships and everything in between for more information go to sexwithemily.com you can check out our website our emails our send me an email feedback at sexwithemily.com our videos we we, we post stuff every day right menace it's a good time every day how you doing I'm good. I'm good. Are we going to catch up today or are we going to just go right into it? Well, I'm so, yeah. <laughs> I just kind of got it. I love you and yeah. you, you know our guests, Celeste mm-hmm. and Danielle. They've welcome. been with us for a while. No, literally, you. I feel like Celeste, 10 years ago, and we just mm-hmm. talked about this. They started 10 years ago as well, their business. And you were on our show on 10 years ago, our first show, which mm-hmm. at Free FM. Yep. And then at Alice and then mm-hmm. everywhere. So, congratulations on your 10 years in practice. And, um, so just a little bit about Celeste and Danielle. You may, you may have been the guests that have been on the most frequently, I think, or at least my favorite. I could say you're probably mm-hmm. like my favorite guest. And I don't know I like if them, that's a tough thing. I like them better than the pe- other guests you usually get. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. He doesn't even remember anybody. So the fact that he like remembering. Um, because sex experts Celeste and Danielle have worked with thousands of clients, helping them realize their full sexual and emotional potential. They released a new book for couples, Making Love Real, The Intelligent Couple's Guides to Lasting Intimacy and Passion. Also, the authors of Confidence, which might have been the last Ooh. time you guys were on the show. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Confidence? <laughs> Such a good Loved name. it. Uh, they have created the experiential and cutting-edge Somatica method of sex and relationship coaching. And you guys are just like the experts. Whenever I think of um, sending people or telling about that they need sex therapy or relationship coaching, I think about you too. And you guys are really just, you're cutting edge and you've done amazing things and you continue to just grow your, your company and your brand. And it's celestedanielle.com. 
and you're in San Francisco still, and I'm so glad that you came down. We're like when I got your release for your book, I'm like, Madison, we've got to get them here. So thank you for coming today. I know, but book, you brought the San Francisco weather with you, which sorry. I'm very it's disappointed. Kind of it's usually like 80 degrees, and you guys had to bring <laughs> the SF fault. weather that I do not miss at all. <laughs> but uh, it's so nice to see you guys again. Yeah, thank nice. you. You too. So okay. So what exactly, tell me about what's been going on. So, I mean, I I just gave a little brief bio, but tell me about what you guys actually do. People don't aren't familiar with your work. Yeah, well, we just released a new book. I mean, I think that's one of the things we're most excited well, I'm about. I'm so, I read, yeah, okay. So, Making Love Real, The Intelligent Couple's Guide to Lasting. Because this book, I feel like everybody who's listening needs to read this book because every single question, I mean, there's probably like, you know, I would say between... Maybe there's six questions I get asked. There's probably five, five to six basic questions about relationships and keeping sex interesting, keeping love alive and attraction, all this stuff. And you, and it gets into childhood and why we're attracted to certain people. I mean, it's really all in here that I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do this in an hour because you guys have all the answers, but they should just buy your book. Yeah, well, because we, it really, and it, and it break, couples can read this book together mm-hmm. and enhance a relationship. And their exercises. They and their exercises. You could do so if you can't because we're always saying like go to therapy. Some people don't want to, or they can't, or they can't afford it, or they don't make the time. But they could. This is really a hands-on book for people to improve their relationship and yeah, give who, them exercises. Who's the type of person do you think that would be reading this book? I know. I mean, Emily just said everybody, but right. No, who do you think you. would probably? I speak be in the, superlatives. Yeah. So, so yeah. Let's let's say like ideally, who do you think would be? Yeah, I think it's couples who really believe in growth in their relationship. You know, Mm -hmm. people who are open to new ideas and experimenting and learning and going on a journey together through their life. That's not just like, let's try to keep everything safe and okay, but let's be real. Let's be honest. Let's have a full, exciting alive life I think that's who we are speaking to and that's who we are you know? but isn't that every couple even if they don't know that's what they want because if you're so. keeping it safe and you're like it's okay we're good things are fine I, I'm like well you I don't do trust. have to have couples that are at least w- willing to talk with each other right. oh that's yeah, tough that's basic <laughs> well, this is, okay so this is the other thing so talking right we always in men we always say oh communicate communicate and then i just realized like people don't know how to communicate you can't just talk to your partner you just can't say that Mm-mm. you have to learn how we are not born with those natural skills of learning how to talk to people it's hard Definitely. to talk to your employees it's hard to talk to anybody but then your lover that you've been with you're like how do i bring this up we we fell in love the honeymoon stage which you you'd also talk about at the six to first six to 18 months everything's great we're not talking about anything we're having sex things are amazing and then you know Things change, and I feel like every day couples wake up and they're like, "What happened? What happened?" They're like the first ones that ever happened to, you, right? They're mm-hmm. like, "Oh my god!" But no, this is a net. You make it, you normalize it. That that's okay. Actually, expect it. And I love that. Thirty percent of your book is about uh, disappointment. Is that what it is? Dis- yeah. Disappointment. It's like yeah. you're not going to be satisfied with all of it, and that's that's okay. And yeah. so, so okay. So fine. It's not every couple, but it's couples who want to improve, let's say, or having some issues. So in their relationship, um, and so. Talk to walk me through it. So they would walk me through how they would use the book then, this couple who, give me like a typical couple if you have one that would come and how they would use the process, the somatic sex therapy process. And they, or is that, so we'll get into. Yeah. Talk to me about It's really about letting, first, this couple needs to be willing to take responsibility and see each of them individually what they're bringing to the table and what they um, want for themselves. And they need to be willing to, work together to get on the same team and this book can really help you get on the same team and not be like you know 
Kramer versus Kramer, right. really old movie. No, I know. I got the reference. Because people, I mean, they do. Couples are stuck. They they think, you know, they're having the same fights over and over and over again. And I always say, you're going to, this is never going to change. Like, it's, you're always up here, but you got to get down to the bottom of it. Like, what is really the root of it? So you help couples identify that. And, and they I think can what's do it. really different about making love real is that so many books, like, it's either about relationship or it's about sex. And when it's about sex, it's like about acts and positions and new toys and tips. Like, try the wheelbarrow. Yeah. That'd be better. The butter- it's like that does not get to the foundation no. of what's going on in terms of people's needs around sex. And so we really bring together sex and relationship and talk about the ways that they're similar and different and how they, you know, how to change them. That's much more individual and specific to each person's deepest desires, which are very vulnerable to expose, you know? So it's like, it's easy to say, hey, let's try a new toy. But it's harder to say, you know, when I think about sex, what I really want to feel is worshipped or right. degraded. You know, it's like those are the things that are really vulnerable and hard to say. And we create a space to have the conversation, not just what do I want, but like what what does it look like? How do you give that to me? And how can I teach you in a way that is, you know, slow and progressive and not just like, okay, well, I guess you don't know how to do it. You know, that so many people like they try little things, but then if it doesn't work right away, they just give up and they for never mind, we can't I guess this we can't have this. Right. They get they shut down. They shut down. And it's so sad because I feel people can get so much more. I mean, sure, there's some disappointment in relationship, but also there's so much more that people can get. And so we include both, you know, both of those things in our book. So it starts with couples first. I mean, it's not like it doesn't start out with the sex. It's really about identifying some of the issues that people are having in their relationships, stuff they might not have looked at that they've built it up depends. over time. Some people really come to us with already having a pretty good communicative relationship. They did a lot of work around it and they, and still they did not get to that, you know, like the bottom line of sex and where st- sex is stuck. We hear a lot this idea of like, wow, the sex is just like the cherry on top. And if you solved all the communication problem, everything will be solved. But we find that it's totally not true. Sex so what has do you its find? own need. Right. We talk about how to sexual movie. That's something we talk a lot about. The, yeah, let's talk the about world. the sexual movie. Yeah, okay. Let's talk Ooh, about that. I like this. What is this about? <laughs> mm, exactly. The sexual movie. Yeah, let's talk to me about that. Are That's... we making home videos? What's going on? Exactly. That might be, that part might of be it. yours. Whoa, hey. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> if you're an exhibition. Yeah, I mean, uh, how, how can it change couples' lives having their sexual movie? But first, explain what the, the sexual movie is. So, the hottest sexual movie is really finding the the emotions that needs to, it sounds like kind of flashy, right? But Mm -hmm. it's actually finding the emotions that needs to be met for people in order to feel fulfilled around sex. I call it why bother, you know? You can go Mm -hmm. masturbate, it's gonna be easy and fast, but if you actually wanna have good fulfilling sex, you want to be met in some emotional way, and it doesn't have to be, you know, like, all loving and romantic. It can be met by someone degrading you, or met by someone humiliating you. It's like, really have this emotional need met and that's why couples or people bother to go that's why they bother but how do you mean so many people are not in tune with what their their movie is like i I don't really know i haven't thought about it and that's why in making love real we populate the menu like we really put it out there you know here's a romantic movie here's a passionate movie here's a dominant movie both dominance and submission so walk me through like the passionate movie yeah, so, um, you know, each movie has its own, like, energy and tone. And so the passionate movie is very animalistic. It's like, I want you so bad, and it doesn't matter. Like, the world be damned. Everything disappears, and we just go after each other, and we're biting and, you know, scratching and rolling around and looking in each other's eyes with tons of desire. And it's a, it's about freedom, and it's about, um, you know, like, getting down to your animal nature. Um, and it's about just, like, 
unleashing the depth of desire. And that's the way that you look at something. It's the way you talk to, you know, I want you so bad. I can't wait to touch you. I want to taste every part of you. It's like the way that you talk and right. the tone that you use. So that's the passion. But how would energy. I, okay, so if Menace and I were a couple, let's say, and you help, so you help she couples wishes. through the book. God, it's true. It's been 10 years. Can't we just? I know. She so, wants to be with me so bad. I do. Sexy beast. Okay, listen. So, but let's say couples are, you have them identify what they're, because people are like sexual movies. So if, let's say mine, I have to identify it first before I can explain mm-hmm. to my partner. Of course, yeah. So if I was saying, okay, this is what I need. Mine's about passion. I want you to throw me down the bed and rip my clothes off. And, mm-hmm. you know, that desire. I want, I, I want you to desire me. I want that kind of passion. I want to feel that from you. What? And then how would men, like, would menace, but can you, like, how would we do it here? For and then I'd be like, all right, cool. Let's do it. No. <laughs> easy, right? See how easy it's it totally is? Totally easy, easy, right? It's so easy to communicate. Yeah. How do they figure it out? Like, how would menace figure out? Like, could you give them the menu? Perfect. We give mm-hmm. the menu. We actually give you step by step. Men's like, just order, can you, like, that. order pizza and then, uh-huh. um. And yeah. some chicken And then just not talk. Yeah. From round table. <laughs> for, like, a month. It's like, I want, you can underline for your partner, you know, this part of the passionate movie looks really good to me. And, mm-hmm. and then they try it and then you go, okay, let's have some feedback around that. And let me show you how I like it. So I'm going to do it to you first and then you do it to me. So there can be a whole learning process for it. It's so weird. There's a there's a hip hop slang term that's really popular right now. And it's, uh. They say it's gonna be a movie, so that means it's gonna be a crazy night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's gonna be a movie, so that's well, it's funny how you guys that one. put that. Yeah, put that together. <laughs> it's totally funny. They're always stealing from you guys. Know, right? <laughs> always <laughs> yeah. so annoying. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta talk to Drake and Little Wayne. The thing is, in our coaching, it's a little harder to do. We we give a lot of tools in the book. Like it's really like you can go a long way just reading the book. But in our co- coaching, we really take people step by step. Somatica is experiential, hands-on um, coaching, and then we teach people how to break it down, like how to bring the energy, how to throw someone against the wall, the technique and the energy, and what kind of words to say. And we find that it's like, like for example, like speaking dirty. Talking dirty is the hardest thing to learn. So hard. Yeah. Right? I'm nodding here. Madison's nodding, but we've had some, Madison's been working on it for a few months. Um, but yeah, why is that so hard, talking dirty, you think? For a few reasons. One is there's a lot of embarrassment and shame because this is like the way that you can't hide. You right. say what you really feel and you can't hide, so it can be very embarrassing. And also like it, it involves the body and the brain, and sometimes people get like really deep into their body and they can't connect to the ability to right. talk. So you need to develop some skill around That's that. That's true. That yeah. is true. So mm-hmm. people are like, I, I'm not talking. Like I'm mm-hmm. focusing on it. Yeah. Right. How do you get yeah. them out of that? Yeah. So um, maybe Madison can take one of the dirty. Do you have I, courses where you teach people? Mm-hmm. Let's do that, Madison. We're just going to go move in with what's Danielle's for, What's courses. wrong with talking dirty? What? Talking dirty. What? Are just, You're too afraid amazing. to do it. People are afraid to do it. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> It can be hard. It can be, embar- you know, finding the words if you've never done it and if your yeah. partner's not receptive to it what and they're not talking back. Oh, you're going to like this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> people do. It, they don't know exactly what to it say. It is going to be amazing. Yeah. And, and people they don't know how to say it. You like that? You like that? And what you're showing also, Menace, is like, it also can be cheesy because it was covered in uh-huh. so much porn, so people that's like want to stay away from it. I don't think but, that's cheesy. I think lingerie is cheesy. It's we'll so 80s. <laughs> Menace like, thinks no everything's one... cheesy. Like, you think dirty talk's cheesy. You're right. That was such a perfect word because no, everything think... is cheesy. No, like, everything. I, think, I think lingerie is cheesy, but dirty talk's Like cuddling, you probably think is cheesy. No, I don't. Saying, like, I, don't. I don't. Cheesy. I don't. I just think like, I have like these images of like 80s 
glam posters. I think it's because your mom was a florist. I really do think a <laughs> lot of your issues go back to just because it's so it's so iconic. Like you had roses in the house and you had all these things about love and yeah. Valentine's Day. And I don't know. Maybe you just think everything's cheesy going back to that. I don't know. You said a flash no. Valentine's Day. No. No. And I celebrated Valentine's issue? Day. You did? Yeah. Oh, that's right. You went to a hotel, right? Yeah. I went to a hotel. Uh, He's a girlfriend. I got, oh, sweet. I got roses. Um, I went to a nice restaurant. Mm-hmm, all that. Oh, that's the romantic I didn't, movie, I, right? Yeah. That's, that's yeah. all romantic. See, yeah. I did all the right things. Good job. <laughs> you did. As long as Don't that's what your me. girlfriend wants, we need to find out her deepest exactly. desires. Exactly. Yeah. Well, this is what I think. <laughs> well, her deepest desire is to be with me, and so she already <laughs> did that. <laughs> She's the fulfillment. She, yeah, she conquered that already. There you go. Okay, joking. you guys also yes. talk about, um, what did you say? I'm she just, conquered you. She's just yeah, happy. Yeah, I'm just joking with you. Yeah. I don't know Because I'm awesome. He won't, she won't introduce me to her. But you know, for um, some people, that's their core, you know, that's their hottest sexual movie to feel really awesome and to mm-hmm. feel really desired, to feel like their partner's going to drop everything just because, and mm-hmm. just being with them is going to fulfill everything. So that's, for example, a great example for a hottest sexual movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you movie. go. You have a sex- so once they have these sexual movies, because you say also in the book, people can jump around and they don't, they can pick what works for them, the different exercises that, that work for them wherever they're at in their relationship. Definitely. So, um, okay, so once they have the movies, they find it, then they can use that as a tool to enhance their sex life. But also, what about um, you talk about your sexual rules to live by? So, how do they fit in with people realizing what their sexual? Who can remember all the list of things that we put in that? <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I think it's you know what, what some of the key things in sharing the movie is number one, no judgments. So you're really saying your desires are beautiful, and I accept them. And then there's another part where it's like and I can have boundaries. So I might not fulfill all of those, and some of them might not be, you know, like, okay with me. For example, let's say your partner has a threesome. That's a fantasy. That's a beautiful desire. Mm -hmm. You might not be comfortable with having sex with other people, but you might be able to talk dirty about a threesome or go out together Mm -hmm. and, like, cruise and check out people that you would have sex with. So you can play with a fantasy even if you're not, like, fully... Exactly. You don't have to have the threesome. You You can negotiate. Yeah, you can find the comfort zone. Exactly. Exactly. I mean... I'll wear the nipple clamps, but not the leather mask. Exactly. Right, no, exactly. Like no leather mask tonight. That's good. That's I'll wear the hamburger hat, but yeah. not that. Okay. But we're acting so like people, the conversation also, is so easy, but it's so it's really like, hard. hard because it you feel hard. embarrassed, yeah. you know? That's and the, then well, if there is incompatibility, mm-hmm. people get really freaked out. They think, mm-hmm. oh, no, I'm not going to be able to fulfill all of my partner's needs, and what if they can't do what I want them to do, right? So there's a lot of fear in even getting around to having the conversation because then it's like oh no, the fear that we've confirmed that we're not each other's soulmates or something right because we have right. this fantasy of mm-hmm. you know we have to have compatibility 100% in every area or we don't we're not meant to be together and that's just not how the world that's works impossible. it's impossible and so we find like where is the compatibility and will you guest star in my movie and can I guest star in your movie and where's the overlap that's what we're helping couples work with right. all the and time and it really enhance i'm sure that it really helps couples realize because they think they do think that after this honeymoon phase when things are going downhill or things aren't as great that there's a problem. And it's saying like, no, but let's go. You might not get back to, it's not even realistic to think you can get back to that, but what are the things that are are your glue and that do attract you to each other? So you have them kind of connect to that and then. I'm so happy you're talking about attraction because we have like no nice talk about it over coffee. People think that attraction is like, I'm attracted to your body, I'm attracted to the way you look. That can be attraction, but that's not everything. We look at attraction is actually this compatibility between heterosexual movies. And the more compatibility there is, the more attraction there is because, you know, like you get what you want and that makes you very attracted to the other person. 
when you right mm-hmm. right that's true. yeah i mean if you you can be like the hottest girl on the planet but if your attitude or personality sucks then i don't find you attractive at all i don't care exactly i know some thirsty dudes out there will like stick through it because they want to sleep with the girl but i just I don't, don't last, though. i just <sighs> And we also bugs we all, me. We also have couples where they say, you know, I'm not physically attracted, but then when they mm-hmm. when they start getting each other's movies from each other, then mm-hmm. it that, that's sort of exactly because yeah. it's them. the mi- right. Yeah. So that's what I'm, I hope that people are getting this, like that the movies have, have actually. When we talk about communication and we talk about it's like really getting into what it's not just like I want to have a threesome, I want you to spank me. It's like really getting into the whole like what what you what you need, like what your deepest sexual desires are, exactly. and so. I think a lot of people can't even, you know, there's there's so much work here that they have to do to even, but you teach them how to get through that process because yeah. just on their own, that's why I feel like sometimes I'm like, I need more answers for people. Like I can't just say like communicate and talk. Like there has to be more. Like there, and I think that's why making love real would be so great for so many couples who are like, I'm in a sexless marriage. Like what do I do? We've had two kids. You know, we don't have sex anymore. I mean, this is what we hear every sometime about the five that's questions. Like, like every single day. Yep. Um, Very typical. What do, what do you do? Like can't, how if someone comes to you like we haven't had sex? You know, there's all, that's what I'm saying is there's so many layers. It's the having kids. They haven't talked about it. They've been together 15 years. I mean, where do you start with a couple like that? At the beginning, <laughs> we first check for resentment, you know, because many times resentment is very uh, prevalent in relationship because people don't say what they need and then they hold back and start to disappear and vanish um, and get angry. Um, and I think, so we check for that and we do this work and I think the book has this three parts, right? So the first part is about how to create connection and attachment and work to support each other and be on the same team. The second part is what do you do with an individual needs when you can't get what you want? How do you work through that? And the third is about sex and how to get your hottest sexual movie and break it down. And so let's talk about the first part then. Let's just break it down then to the book. So, so attachment mm-hmm. and an individuation, individuation. So if your attachment is a big issue for people who can attach, they can't attach. Usually people are in relationships where, you, know, you guys explain it to me. Explain it for my for my listeners so they can um, understand the first thing. Yeah, what does that mean? Like avoid an attachment. People, we all have attachment. Yeah, well, I think the beautiful Challenges, thing about right? being human, right, is that we actually need other humans. We can't live without them. We literally right. cannot survive without other exactly. humans. So we are wired to connect. And when we connect with another person, start looking in their eyes or touching them or even talking to them, we start like syncing up with them limbically. Our limbic systems start to feel each other. And as you're with somebody for a long period of time, you get really synced up. So you affect each other. But if you're not feeling secure and comfortable, it's like anything that the other person is doing is freaking you out. Oh my God, they're going to leave. They hate me. They're criticizing me. Right? And so and you get the flight or fight, the, flight response, and then you're like mm-hmm. in fear. Yeah, exactly. Maybe abandonment issues. And then you just go after the other person and defend, or you run away and slam the door. You know, this is what's happening with couples all the time. And in order for people to understand how much they impact each other and to start listening and empathizing and hearing the pain underneath the reactivity, that's what we help couples do with the first section of the book and in our work all the time so that they can deepen a sense of safe attachment with each other and feel supported and understood and seen and and held literally exactly you know, well that's what i was saying about the couple who comes in and says like where do you start with them well it's not just about well go you know buy some sex toys exactly. it's about no 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 you like have resentment because you know your partner might not be you know home as much taking care of the kids and I mean, who knows it could be a million there's so many issues that have built up the resentments over Endless, time so yeah. so that kind of helps them figure out what the, the first part of it and then the second part of the book walk me through that 
So the second part, we you know, so as you work on building this attachment, of course, understanding each other and what what comes up is usually is the balance between. But I need to go and work, or I need to have more free time, or I need to go in with my buddies, or I need you know, like the needs, the individual needs come up, right? Because we've attached, but now mm -hmm. we need to separate. We need our independence. Like we feel like we lose ourselves. and And relationship is all about this, like managing this balance and making it like really good right and some people have less challenge because their individual needs are much more compatible and some people have more challenge because the individual needs are less compatible um and some people have problem to maintain the attachment um so we talk in the second part of the book we talk about what if there are needs that cannot be met in the relationship how to process disappointment how to do it in a way that creates more connection intimacy and not just okay I'm out of here. Oh, oh I'm just well, having an affair. let's talk about disappointment then. I mean, that's the 30%, right? Yes. 30% of your, I mean, there, you're, the, we are under this illusion that our partner, I think society feeds us to us, that we're it's supposed to do, be everything. Our, our, our best friend, our lover, our, you know, the supporter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, who can do that? Nobody can, right? And, that, and it's okay. And so it gives people, I think, permission in your book to say, like, oh, it's, it's okay that my partner isn't all those things. I don't have to bail on. I can get these needs met elsewhere and then recognizing what your partner can deliver and what they can deliver. So can you talk about that a little bit about the disappointment? And sometimes you can't get those needs met elsewhere because it's not within your agreements. And then you have to actually feel the disappointment. But usually what people do is avoid the disappointment. Like, stop needing that, you know? They mm-hmm. sort of shame the other person, try to get them to stop needing. I don't know why you have to be with your friends so much, you know? Like, what about, you know, like you're avoiding intimacy. They like shame each other to try to get what they want. Right? Never works. Which never works instead of the other person saying, you know, I know that you really want me around more and it sucks that I'm not. And I'm here to listen to your disappointment about it, but I'm not going to change that part of myself. And that's the clarity that like people avoid constantly in their relationship because they're that's... terrified of, no, no, I'm sure I can spend more time with you. It'll be okay. Why do you get up so upset about it anyway? You know, like all of these ways that we're and... just pushing disappointment away and never actually facing it and like loving each other in the face of the fact that that's part of being in relationship. It is normal. There's no relationship without disappointment because there's no one person who's made for another person. Exactly. It doesn't, it, right. <laughs> Why are we're just told this this fairy tale? We wish. There is not. There is not one person. So then, then I mean, it it's boring. like healing. It, yeah. it would be boring. It'd be boring. It's like buy a doll. I, you know, you want somebody who like kind of gears you up a little bit and keeps life exciting. Exactly. And interesting. Exactly. But then we're it's exciting, but not in an unhealthy way. Exactly. Like an exciting way, but then you're going deeper and you're yes. getting closer. So um, you have, yeah. Oh no, I'm no, looking. I'm go. looking very. This is gonna be a very popular page. Two sixty. Anal, anal pleasure, the final frontier. Right? So if you pick up uh, making love real, make sure page two sixty. We want to cover all bases. Yeah, yeah you got to. Even you got to throw anal in. Right? Anal yeah. And the next page over it says, bring all your sex toys, uh, tools together. Yeah. So we gotta do it. We gotta do it all. Try it all. Yeah. And people might not want to try everything. No, they exactly. Okay, so talk to you about somatic sex therapy if people don't know what that is. So. Somatic sex, ther- sex therapy, uh, and I'm going to say somatica. Somatica is. Somatic mm-hmm. is like many people doing somatic work. And somatica is your. Yeah, mm-hmm. somatica is unique because what we do is we create a relationship lab and in the uh, therapy office, in the coaching room, and then we invite people to practice those tools of connection, negotiating individuation, individual needs, and processing disappointment, all those things, and also sexual tools. Which is really the basis of 
everything that you do, yeah. the book, and, the, and if they wanted to, they could learn this through. And we work tools. both both couples and individuals. So if we're working with individuals, then we're actually in the relationship with them, practicing with emotional connection and with erotic connection. So you can learn, you know, you can learn individually or you can learn as a couple. And I think that's what's really unique. Um, we keep our clothes on. You know, we don't have sex with our clients, but we definitely have touch and exchange of erotic energy. What um, do you mean you touch, though? You touch your clients mm, or they touch? Both. Ooh. We touch back and forth. <laughs> this is why I'm going to go move in with our sausage. Oh, right. Do you guys are Marin? Is it in Marin, your offices, or they're in the city? San Francisco. Was it ever in Marin? The beginning? No. no? We no. do have practitioners mm-hmm. who okay. are in Marin, yeah. Or San Rafael. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I We're going to go. I'm moving back. Um, so, so explain to me some of those courses then. Are those, it's the ongoing therapy or it's the courses? I mean, you guys have a lot going on. So, which one would that, what would that be? Yeah, that's ongoing coaching. Um, and so if, if you're coming in as an individual, say you come into my office, um, you might want to learn about, you know, how to be more expressive or like in your body. Um, and so I, I would might act as a mentor in some ways. And then in other ways, if you're open to playing with erotic energy with another woman, for example, then we could practice with some of that energy exchange between us. Um, so it really depends. And sometimes we're more of mentors and sometimes we're more like, you know, sort of surrogate partners in both intimacy and in erotic exchange. And you guys wow. are doing, the, but now you've grown your people that you've trained to do that, or you're still teaching mm-hmm. the courses. Like, I'm on your site now, so you have, like, the courses, like, attract, so for single people as well, attract the man you want, for example. So like, Let's talk about that. Yes. Maybe so, I should come do that. Maybe I should start with that one. Like yes. new website. It's called Somatica Institute. Okay, Somatica that's Institute. that's where, like, Institute for Professionals, the one that become Somatica practitioners. Okay. And then you get, like, the breakdown of all the classes we teach for them. We have intro days for Somatica, which is, like, one day that you come in and we teach it. Hopefully, you're going to start spreading it around um, in different locations. Now, we hold it in San Francisco. And uh, we have our core training that we teach um, practitioners how to be somatica practitioners and this is um, a long a year long kind of almost like May to November uh, training and uh, we have a professional training for people who are already coaches or therapists and want to enhance their skills of working with couples so that's starting next week oh really yeah. next uh, week yeah. and that's um, the one the weekend courses yes yeah okay and so sign, some of them sign are, up, I'm doing Emily. It. Yeah, we want to find you the you. man you want. <laughs> when, that when's the next class? Still what time? <laughs> we'll, still looking. We'll drop her off. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I need a break. I need like a really long. What? Break. I do. You Why need do you a break I, now? Yeah, yeah, I do. You, you dated for like a couple months. Not and now that you need break. A break. No, not for men. Well, oh. no, I did. No. <laughs> what break are you talking about? I just need a break. I need to go. Move. I oh, seriously. Go on vacation? Yeah, something. You need to go yeah. on a recluse or what? Immerse yourself. Yeah, I'm going to do my, I'm going to either that or yeah. I'll do like a 10 day silent meditation retreat again. I'm not sure yet, but I, this oh. might be more helpful. Mm-hmm. I think. I think I, I really do think. ayahuasca. Everyone's doing ayahuasca right now. Do you guys feel, no. do you know about everyone doing the ayahuasca? Oh, yeah. especially in our neighborhood, our neck neighborhood. My friend, <laughs> right? In San Francisco, my friend just went to one. She went to one, like, at our friend's uh-huh. house. Like, they, like, the shamans come in overnight, and they're doing it. I'm like, I'd rather go to Peru. But have you yeah. guys done it before? I have not. No, no I blame Chelsea Handler. No, She's it's before that. I know, she but, like, it. 
I mean, she did not start it. She thinks she started. Everyone's talking about it now because she's got a show. Well, on she it, was but. no because she uh, she did an interview with Howard Stern and they were talking about it. I, I think it was like or, uh, like a rich person because every person that I know that comes into money recently wants to do ayahuasca <laughs> for some reason. I don't know. Suddenly they become vegetarian. They want to do ayahuasca. Uh, what's there's like one third thing. Like every person that I know that gets um, some catch in the bank, that's what they want to do. And I think it's like trickling down because everyone's talking about it now. Well, I think there's but, two like levels of exploration, right? There's exploring yeah. yourself, and then there's exploring connection with other people. And ayahuasca, mm-hmm. I think, in a lot of ways, is a going deeper into exploring yeah, yourself. Yeah, but I heard of, you like crap your pants, and yeah, I'm not, you vomit. You throw up, I'm not yeah, into that. I don't want any of that. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to stay off the ayahuasca train. That's good. Stick with other drugs yeah. that work for you. Um, we're going to continue this conversation, mm-hmm. but first, let me tell you about the womanizer. Do you guys know about the womanizer? Sex toy? Sounds oh, like a, oh, sounds like a pickup artist. Exactly. Yeah. It's not the douchebag you dated in college. <laughs> um, you probably heard me talk about it. It's the womanizer. We've talked on the show. But a while back, the owners of the company, they asked me, can we send you this toy to test? And... You know, I agreed because I say yes to most toys. I will try them out. And they're like, it's really different. It's like nothing you've tried. And I'm confident that I've tried every product that is on the market now. Um, and I was wrong because the Womanizer it was designed in Germany. And they didn't know what the Womanizer meant something else. It's a bad name. So I'm like, how is this product going to do so well? But unlike anything else on the market, it indirectly stimulates the clitoris using suction. Mm-hmm. And it kind of looks like this sexy ear thermometer. It has a silicone cylinder on the face that you place over your clitoris, kind of like how a partner might use their mouth. And while it's on you, you can vary the suction and move it around to create this really intense experience. In fact, most women in their focus group achieve orgasm in one minute. Mm-hmm. A six-second orgasm if you just want to get it mm-hmm. out. But I tried the womanizer. They are kidding. It's amazing. I know. It's sex is about the whole longer experience. No, no. But if you oh. want to knock it out, you knock it out, right? We're all about um, adding up. It's adjustable. <laughs> um, you can position it to create so many different sensations. It's it's in its own category. you got to check it out for yourself. Go to sexwithemily.com. Click on the womanizer banner for more information. Uh, that's a womanizer, and it goes to, uh, yeah, sexwithemily.com. Click on the womanizer banner. Check it out. I love it. How do you guys feel about sex toys? I, feel, I feel really good you about suction. You feel good about that. Suction. Ooh, I've well, been so into thing, that lately. Right? <laughs> yes. The sucking and the blow. This is what it's like. Clit oh, whisper. This womanizer. So I swear, it's like. How does it know? I feel like it's like it knows my. It knows yes. what I. They they knew in Germany making this toy that that's what my clitoris wanted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. The sucking. They talked to your clitoris. And they, they did. They out. did. Uh-huh. They, they were the clit. So yeah, your <laughs> clit. Okay, let's talk about that. This like do you and you teach actual sex tips to people as well. Yeah, and do you I, get you into know, that. We I I mean I recommend sex toys. Like all the time, I bring them up with clients, you know, because especially vibrators for women, it's like, sure, you might be able to have uh, one orgasm after a long time, you know, with a lot of work. Right, exactly. <laughs> or you can have 12. Right, this is the thing. It's like, why is that such a bad, right, exactly. You can have 12. It's like, you yeah. could just have vanilla ice cream or, which is great, or chocolate, but, but add Gelato. some hot sauce on. Yeah. <laughs> they add some hot chocolate, had a hot sauce, that'd be bad, but had some... Add fudge, yeah, and and, and some cream and sprinkles, and you're like, oh Nuts. my god, now this was amazing, <laughs> right? So people should not be afraid of toys, but they know how I feel about that. Yes. Um, so another thing is though, like we talk about, like you talk in your book about um, focus on sexual desire. So that's a huge. When I talking about the five or six questions, a lot of it is about couples with varying desires and mismatched libidos. And um, how do you work with couples on that, overcoming their negotiating the differences. around that? So some of differences in desire is the 
as we say, there are individual needs around desire. And some people need it more frequently and some people need it less frequently. And I say here too, you don't know exactly when I see a couple, I don't know exactly what's the truth when people tell me, oh, I don't, I don't want sex at all. Because that's when we start our detective work. We start to understand why that person doesn't want to have sex at all. Because right. usually, or very little. It can be because, you know, um, social messages that, for example, tell women to be disconnected from their sexuality, otherwise they're going to be sluts. They learned it when they're teenagers, but it still simmers somewhere in the back of their mind because they did not do any actual work of engaging into their sexuality and they're waiting to their partners to bring sex to them. They're more like responsive, right? And if their partner feels rejected all the time or doesn't know how to seduce or doesn't know how to bring desire in an ongoing way, or if they have resentment in the relationship, right? So there can be many reasons why people have differences in desire, many, many reasons why people can, are gonna be low desire. And our job is to really be good detectives and help them. Right, I'm always skeptical. Why. Be like, no, because I had a friend where she's like, I've had enough sex in my life. I had really good sex. I'm like, no, no, that's not okay to just put that's why this is so important. And just to, because I like that this is a holistic approach to helping couples because it's not, there's not just a quick fix. Like, I mean, yes, we're, no. I mean, so. Um, I mean, I think, for example, with low desire, you know, a big part of it is what we've been talking about so far is people don't know each other's movies. And it's like, mm-hmm. if you don't want to go have sex with somebody, if what you're getting is going to be nothing that turns you on, you know, and I mm-hmm. think so much of low desire comes from that. So being able to talk about, cause I, you know, we see so many, especially women in our office, but also men who are saying, yeah, I don't know. I'm just not that interested anymore. Maybe my testosterone is low or maybe I need to get my hormones checked. And I think that's like the last thing to do. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like the first thing is to say like, are you even liking the sex that you're having? Like what kind of sex have you talked about? What kind of sex you want to have? And most people don't even, they haven't talked about it. Most people have not talked Mm -hmm. about it. And especially it's like they talk about it, but they don't know how to talk about it. You know, it's like there's, there's all this thing, like we're saying, sex toys and this other stuff, but they're not talking about their deeper needs. They're not talking in a they don't, vulnerable I way. I think it, they don't... They, they don't even mm-hmm. know. Usually, know? sexual conversation go like that. You're not... We're not having enough sex. What are we going to do about it? And that's what the conversation Exactly. Is. Or and there's it, like blaming, or why you not... Why don't you want to have more sex? You need to really think how you're going to give me more sex. I, I need at least three times a week, so you need to find out how you're going to give it to me. You know, these are kind of conversations people are having. Right. And it's like, they, oh, I feel so much pressure. I just don't want... It doesn't even want to have sex with you at all. You know, this they get into this like pressure, rejection, right. entanglement. Exactly. And it's, that's mm-hmm. so not the way to... I mean, no, I feel like nobody yeah. knows how to have it. And that, so... Yeah, that's not the way to communicate So what would be the right way then? The right way would be to say, hey, I feel a little bit like I want to connect with you more and I feel that I would like to have more sex in our relationship and I wonder what do you think will help you to want to have more sex or what would help me to have more sex because I was thinking I'm kind of tired and I work too hard so I definitely need to make a little more room in for myself and that's how you start the conversation. You start by not like blaming the other person but you start by saying like, hey, what do I feel holds me back from having sex? So first, lots of people are really working hard and they don't give They're enough tired. time. They're tired. Right. Take like, a, I have no time for that. You take know? a typical couple, you know, working either there's a stay-at-home parent and, and someone who goes out and work many, many hours to sustain it, or there's like two working parents and, you know, if they're children, so they don't have a lot of time. But it's not only for 
couples with children. I see a lot of couples who oh, do yeah. not have children. It's not much different. They fill their life with other things. And that comes from the idea that sex is supposed to be spontaneous, by the way, which is mm-hmm. another fabulous dream that's never going to be fulfilled. Exactly. Not in longer-term relationship, right? Right. So it's okay to... And I, you know, what I love about, Danielle always says, well, what is dating? It's planned sex, right? Like, that's what we do. Right, exactly. It's so true. You know you're going to have sex. That's not spontaneous. Right. Right, exactly. You're right. And then then there comes a point where you're dating someone, and you're like, wow, we didn't have sex tonight. And that's when you know the honeymoon phase is over. Right? (laughs) That's kind of it. You're like, oh, we didn't have sex. That's the first time. (laughs) That's it. We went to bed without having sex. It's over. I might as well look for someone else. That's what Uh most people do. A lot of people jump from relationship to relationship because that's where it's going to get deeper and you have to talk about it. And I think the other thing is that people just think sex is trivial. They do not realize Mm. the essentialness. You know, not we're not saying it, there might be couples who decide we don't ever want to have sex again and they're both happy with it. There's no judgment of that. That's fine. But for so many people, sex is where they go to be most vulnerable, where they go to sort of like show their deepest needs, where they want to be seen. It's like the glue. Plus, it's such it's antidepressant. It's like a hormonal boost. Right. You know, I'm having sex regularly now, like five <laughs> times a week. I'm like the happiest person alive. That's amazing. Because how long have you been with this guy, though? Uh, a year. <laughs> See, yeah, that's yeah. why. Oh, but I that's... <laughs> the clock is ticking. I know. Like, oh. I mean, like six months left, so I'm good luck. Six I know. Months I'm six dedicated. months left of the, of, the, of the great... But it is true. And so how do we get... I mean, but couples, just, it's so easy to say, no, I can't get back, and I can't connect, and I can't, you know... We can't go back to that. So it is... So I agree. It, I mean, obviously. But I, but I, but I mean thing. it when I say I'm dedicated. Right? Because You're dedicated mm-hmm. how? Like, dedicated to being a sexual human being, right? Like, I'm not just like, oh, I hope it happens. You know, I'm like, this is part of my life, and I want to create it and enhance it and, you know, like, continue to go after it for myself. Even if sometimes I feel tired or crunchy or not that into it, I know that I love sex. And so I'll just be like, okay, I'll give it a try. Let's see if I can get into it. And, like, almost always I can. Right? You can get into it if you yeah. want. That's the thing also. I think people are so give up. They give up. They're like, I'm not in the mood. I'm not feeling yeah, it. But just start up. doing it right. Yeah, I always say it's like, like going to the gym. But the hardest part is getting your shoes on. Once you get the door, you're like, I'm so, you're never like, God, why did I take that class? Why yeah. did I take that spinning class? And people like, oh, always say, like, God, yeah, like, what, why, why haven't we been having sex, sweetie? You know, once they finally get around Right, to once it. they get it. But you teach them those in your mind. you got to connect the fact that this is going to feel really good, that yes. I'm going to like it. So what do you mean in your relationship? You said, I know it's an, it's, it sounds like it's a super hot relationship. I love, I love this. love it. But, like, what do you mean that you go into it with this intention and that you're – give me an example. I mean – Of, I, like, you're like uh, how you – I like are committed because that's yeah. most people don't speak that we obviously it's your profession but right and I think you know especially for women we have been told luckily I didn't get so many of these messages as a young girl and even though and I was so horny when I was a teenager that it was like oh well I guess I'm just a slut because I can't be the other thing right? Right. like that's not an option it's not that I was having sex with everyone but I was dressing sexually and I like just sort of owned that label because I knew that I wanted to be sexual right. and throughout my life even though my hormones have gone down and maybe I'm not just like ragingly horny all the time now but I know that I'm a sexual being and I have owned that and I'm as dedicated to having sex as my partner is, you know, and, and I think that that's... Have you taught him a lot, your partner? Yeah, he's so... Lo- I mean, he's so lovely. <laughs> oh, he's taught sure me he's a lot. Love. He's taught me a lot, too. <laughs> I mean, we've both taught each other a lot, and we've learned each other's movies, and we continue to talk about can, that. Do you talk about your own movies? Like, can you talk about your process of finding your movies? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm in a lifelong process of finding my movie, but, you know, at this point, I like to say I like to feel precious and used. 
So that's my combination, my oh. hot combination. Precious <laughs> and used. Yes, I yes. love it. I know. And what's his, if you don't fit my saying, or you could talk um, about someone else, a common male fantasy perhaps. Right, movie. right. So well, men I, can relate to the movie. I think for men, a lot of times it's like feeling like they're really, really good at something or super competent or they're like really able to turn their partner on a lot. Like there's mm-hmm. something that feels so powerful and alive of just being like, I know how to be the best lover to her in the world. So I know that's also part of my partner's fantasies. Yeah, that's... Men don't like to feel that's why it's so hard to give feedback to a partner, a male partner, especially because if they feel like they're failing you in any way, it's just going to shut them down. So that's why it's a very delicate area. Exactly. Right. I also want to normalize the experience. Not everyone want to have sex five times a week. (laughs) (laughs) Right. They want to do sex. You know, because, uh, you know. (laughs) I don't want to put pressure here. No, <laughs> right, exactly. No, but you're in this. That's my amount. I know. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's would be once a week would be perfect. I like. I'm. Are you? In I don't a, you're have married? energy. Uh, yes, you've I'm been a married. Right. Okay. A long, long, long term relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty-one years. Oh, what? My son nice. just went to college. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. But it's not something that I personally. I'm just talking about my desire i don't want to have sex more than once a week you know right. and that's good, kind yeah. of good hormonal what... times i'm happy to do it twice or maximum three times but i wouldn't want to do sex five times a week yeah. so what you guys are talking about everyone's different though you <laughs> yeah, know? Exactly. everyone's different and we need to find what you know what we want and and go with that so what so after 10 years of, of doing the work that you've been doing um when you wrote this book what were you um is it kind of like you think it's a combination of all the work that you've you've done when you, when you decided to because you wrote other you've written other books you've taught all these courses and you guys have done such amazing work because i feel like this does capture a lot of the the issues that calls are happening like what made you how long how did you write it like how did you what was your process well it's way easier to write a second book than a first one (laughs) (laughs) yeah how long does it take you to write Uh, the thing about danielle that's amazing is she has this wonderful brain that sort of like really creates an overview and she can organize everything and then i'm like a page i can just vomit on the page you know (laughs) man she vomits well (laughs) can you edit i hope so it's such a good team work in it and we really took our heart and soul into this book because it is so much of what we've learned about working with couples all of these years and we want everybody to have this amazing sex life yeah, I know I'm like I'm dying for everyone <laughs> I know Did they, it just came out yeah, yeah. okay it's so making really love is- real tell me the intelligent couple's guide to, to lasting intimacy and passion and do you tell me what your website or do you tell them go to Amazon Amazon and Kindle yep Amazon and Kindle so you really I mean this can really I mean you have such great testimonials on your site and everything but um and so couples have I mean, can you give me some historical couples who've worked with you and how it because t- I think people are listening going, but I've tried that I've tried that nothing worked you know, I might want to have an affair. You know, they just think that they're hopeless or they've given up. So I think yeah. this book can be a great tool for couples who've gotten, this could be their last, this could be their, they could try this and they could turn it around, making love real. And really, I want to say, like, going through this book or going through a process with us, us does not guarantee that people are going to stay together and have Maybe they'll find that, Maybe exactly. they will find out that they're not supposed to be together. Or maybe they're going to find out that they really care for each other and love love each other, but their sexual needs are not going to be met or so it's even like a great way if you want to you know if it's it's a perfect way to find out what are you capable for in terms of like what what's the capacity of your relationship and what it can give you before you say goodbye that's or true no it, it's so true or, that's why know. i always say couples that, that therapy so first of all like fast tracks the whole process yeah. because couples are just a lot of couples are just suffering and they're like we'll just figure this out we'll you know keep having the same fights but <laughs> that is true maybe you realize it's just, there's just no way but at least it, you'll figure it out yeah like and you'll I, figure out which direction to go in it could enhance it or you just know that it should be over 
I have a couple okay that too. I'm working with now, and um, she's like a quickie girl, and he just wants to take a really long time and dive into it and go really slow, and she's oh. like, you know, bend me over the chair. What? Are they breaking up? Because <laughs> I would love to, to talk to him. Yeah. Yeah. And I would like to talk to her. Right. You know? Because every guy wants that. What's yes. wrong with oh, him? Not this guy. Is he sure he has a penis? It's sort of the opposite story. I right? know, right? Because he the whole time is feeling like, well, she doesn't really want me if she just wants it to go quick. She's just trying to get it over with. And, you know, that means she's not attracted to me. And she's mm. like, oh, my God, I don't even want to think about going into sex if I, like, have to go to two hours because right. I'm, like, going to have a life, you know? I, like, have things to do and appointments later on today. I <laughs> love this woman. I know. Right. <laughs> right. The guy took the So first, sex. you know, Jeez. we help them not take it so personally. Like, this no. is actually not about you and not loving you or wanting you or caring about something more than you. It's like these are styles of having sex, and they're just mm. different. And sure, that sucks because you two are trying to be married and raise a child together and you want it to be more similar right. but let's first just take the pressure off that it means that there's something wrong with either one of you right. you're both totally okay there's nothing but exactly totally that's why I like okay. normalizing it and then understanding it understanding what the actual issues is then rather than having that and then we argument. start once there's not the rejection there so much like he's like okay well quickies yeah I think I could get into that mm-hmm. and she's like alright well maybe like once a month I could really plan a couple of hours you know and we could explore these new experiences so it's like once the like you don't love me and you uh, once that tension is taken out and the pressure then often creativity can come in and then this right and then yeah. going through this process will diffuse that yes guys in the San Francisco Bay Area am I right ladies what the pusses. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I miss those guys. I'm telling you, I don't think they're all like. But I do miss the good, those good guys in the Bay Area. I don't think these good guys. I uh-huh. hate. I can't believe I just. They're good guys everywhere. Yeah. There's bad guys uh-huh. everywhere. Good women, bad women. But we used to joke about that. But I just don't meet a lot of those guys here. And I there's all different types of guys like, there's, everywhere. There's people who are wonderfully ready for a relationship, and people mm-hmm. who are hurt. And have you know don't know how to do intimacy yet. Right. So I try to take it out of like good guy bad guy asshole bitch, because it really really helps to. to I agree that that they haven't learned the lessons. Yeah, they don't know how to do intimacy Mm. and they don't know how to be vulnerable and so they just like don't call you back or you know whatever like whatever. Don't take it personally. Exactly. You can't. I I, so and do what about guys who you think and women who haven't experienced that? So do you think there's some people that just go through life and they really just don't. They never, I mean, obviously there's many that never will, but that everybody can learn it. They could learn to be, if they want to, that they could learn to be intimate and they can learn to be present. Yes. And that's exactly what we do in one-on-one coaching with people. We really help them learn how to be in relationship with us as the coaches. And then if you have this experience with us, you can take it everywhere in the world and practice it with anyone that you're going to meet and date. And do you ever watch them have sex? This is our favorite question. That'd be cool. I don't even want to come and be a somatic practitioner. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you need a camera guy for a replay. (laughs) It's not necessary. It's actually not within the somatica boundaries. Uh um, But um, we hold hold a sexological body work uh, certificate, and we sometimes do help people really understand the mechanics of sex. Do you want to be watched? No, no, I'm, I'm Definitely, I'm I don't want to be watched. He's got the video I mean, I'll be the watcher, but I... Okay, I, but I, lawyer. <laughs> okay, but yeah. I believe, so going back to the intimacy thing, I mean, there's so many people who are, who are walking around with all these wounds from childhood. We talk, we talk a lot about the inner everyone. child in your this book. so many, everyone. Everybody. It doesn't skip anyone. Yeah. It doesn't, but well, this is what I want to say, and it's almost weird, like in my show, what I'm saying, or even when I'm on Loveline now, people are calling in, it's like... I can't tell every caller they need therapy because that just gets old. But every caller needs therapy. Everybody needs therapy, a little bit of therapy. And I just, or some, whatever it is that works for you. I mean, 
maybe it's med- just there's a meditator going on top of a mountain but really I think it's actually therapy I'm just gonna say it but Working don't you find the people that are into therapy are always trying to push therapy onto people I well, we're pushers no yeah it's because the it's like a drug probably need it it's like a, I think people no, but, grow and heal in lots of ways you know uh-huh. and definitely coaching or therapy is one of them coaching or therapy a book and you know there's lots of different true but it's always like something that's been self help books in yeah. therapy they're like you need to be in therapy you need it. Whatever your process... Okay, so maybe I shouldn't say you all need therapy. It's a, okay. you, you have to learn to understand yourself, what's holding you back, um, because everybody has issues with intimacy and attachment. They just do. Like, we were all born... No one's had a perfect childhood. They said they did. I don't believe them. And by perfect, <laughs> I mean, you could have amazing parents, but you're still going to have challenges that arise from your childhood that you got you it's important to sort that out and, and understand it because your parents can also not meet all your needs all the time right even if they're great parents they right. cannot meet all your needs all the time and you know if your needs are always met all the time it creates a big challenge too right exactly because the parents don't who know how to deal with disappointment exactly right? so, so no matter which way it goes so it's um perfection. but there's yeah i want to say something about self-help books which i love because we just have one but i think that the challenge with books can also be that you know we'll learn relationship in relationship and it's really hard to learn you can learn intellectually relationship with books but there's something about the importance of experience in being in a relationship mm-hmm. feeling your feelings feeling your heartbreaks feeling right. you know mm-hmm. like having that, desire having lust all those feelings are so important and you don't have it with a book right exactly mm-hmm. and then you do your you know some of your greatest work in in a real in a relationship where yeah, you're you, you have to attached. at least bring it to practice with your partner if you're right. going to use a book you know like taking exactly so this is a so this could be this is like a therapy a book it, it that's is. supposed to be used as therapy would you yes, say for definitely, definitely. right i love it Manus, yeah. do you want to need it Oh, give it I to me. I feel like you do. Oh, shit. My favorite saying is there's a thousand paths to enlightenment. It's so uh-huh. true. I just well take the one most pleasurable. True. <laughs> like, exactly. Go through your desire. Go through your sexuality. Go through your self-will. That's that's what we really work with in Somatica. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like we should do an exercise. <laughs> yeah. Can we do an exercise? All right. What do you got? I don't know. I'm just trying to pick an exercise that we can do in here. Is there one we can do in here? I'm looking. Maybe not. You want to do a hottest sexual movie? Sure. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, a lot no. of pressure. You want to help you find a hottest sexual movie? Yeah. Yeah, she wants somebody to dress up for her. Mm-hmm. Dress up for me? Yeah. Well, what is it? What, what outfit? I don't want anyone in an outfit. You do. No, you do. <laughs> no. I already said I hate lingerie. I think it's stupid. Hates, so who hates, hates lingerie? I, yes, I talked about this on the love. radio. I and know. I know. A lot of people agree with me. It's cheesy and it's useless because, like, uh, from Who a guy from a guy's perspective, because they're like, "Oh, that's great!" Like, when I get a gift, am I excited about the wrapping paper? No, I like what's inside. You know, I feel like that. You know, everybody is so. That's the thing. Everybody's so mm. different. Like, I have both men and women. Mm. I have one woman who's like, you know, I need to dress up and feel super sexy in order it to helps. get really exactly. Horny. That's uh-huh. the thing. It and helps. I need to like people to like look at me, you know, so that could mm-hmm. be like a sexy dress or it could be lingerie in the bedroom. And for some men, they just feel like, oh, she's taken so much time and effort. She really cares about me because she's willing to dress up in that way. You uh-huh. know, or there's something about those French cut panties that just like remind them of what they masturbated to when they were 15. Right. Mm-hmm. And it just like touches that desire, you know, so 
some for some people that's really it, and for other people it's like, yeah, like, uh, let's get to the naked part because I know. that's where the good stuff is. And, let's oh, do let's it. get to the that's real. Thing, part. And that's all okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mean to bash you because that's okay that that's not your thing. No, it's totally yeah. fine. I give you, I give you permission to experience. Sexual she beats me today. up. Oh, I'm sorry. I just don't know enough sad. about your relationship, and <laughs> it makes me anxious that I worry that I just want you to be having. And you know, Happy. it's great Amazing conversation here because uh-huh. we're trying to find out what's the right thing or the one thing, but there, there isn't, isn't that one thing. There's many paths. Uh-huh. Yeah. There are there so many paths. paths. You're yeah. right. So to say everyone... But we all... I just think the inner work is when you see yeah. people float, float, float through life and they're saying, like, oh, I'm okay, I don't need the set. And I just think that the mm-hmm. people who are, you know, the unexamined life is, you know, not worth living. So I, that's just how I feel. <laughs> see, that's me. how she feels. But I you, think we could all come to the agreement that, you know, talk... No, no, no. <laughs> like, uh, just having discussion is always good about yeah. everything. And there's you know? no one size fits that's, all, right? Yeah, that's one thing we can agree on, right? right exactly. Yes. We can all agree on that. And I think that everybody... Making Love Real, the Intelligent Couple's Guide to Lasting Intimacy and Passion, which I think is... I don't know any couple. If you're, if you're listening, it's going, nah, I don't want a lasting guide. I don't want to, I don't want to be a passion for a long term. Then, then fine. This book isn't for you. But if you're in a relationship, long term, new relationship, I mean, this can really help everyone. So I think yeah. you guys are doing amazing work. Continue. Where are we going to pick next it up 10, at? 15 years at Amazon. Amazon. Amazon is that and, your number one spot? Yeah. Or do you prefer anywhere else? No, so Matica Institute, website. do you sell out your website? Do you yeah. get like yeah. the, the Amazon percentage? So celestandanielle.com and somaticainstitute.com for the training. Yeah. This will all be up Twitter. on Sex with Emily. It'll all be on Sex with Emily. Ask Somatica.com is Twitter and Facebook, Facebook.com slash Celeste and Danielle. Anything else coming up? You guys have stuff coming up? Well, we have our Do couples you- training. We re- you know, For people who want to be professionals in this field, and I think it's one of the most exciting things that you can do to watch people transform in this way. Like It touches my heart every single day that I do the work. Um, and I think I, I feel like there's so many people who could be called to this. They just don't know that it's out there. That exactly. They can learn this, how to do people it. don't know this. Some people want to change careers. Some people want to like enhance their careers or do something slightly different. They're already doing some coaching. But this brings in so much more intimacy right. and connection. Um, and so we have our core training coming up and it's like a year long training. And if you really want to dive into depth with other people and go through a personal life transformation and then have an amazing career afterwards, you need to come and take the training. Okay. Oh, <laughs> and wow. when is that training? <laughs> May. It starts, it starts in May. Oh, in May. May. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So May they to November. Tr- yeah. should like do it. May. I'm in. I'm in. Okay. Thank you so much, Celeste and Danielle, for coming. Congratulations thank on your you. book and all your great work. Um, thank you, Menace. What? Thank you. Page 172, <laughs> oh. Sexual Rules to Live By. Yes. Oh, that's where we were. Yeah. 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 So. Well, read one. Want to read one? Huh? What are your favorites? Uh, don't judge. Mm-hmm. It's so true. That's a big thing. So. Take that. If home. he wants to lick your feet, yeah. don't judge him. Of course. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. might not want him to lick your feet, but you can say, oh my right. God, that's yeah. such a right. sexy desire. Yeah, that's great. Be I'll my find somebody on Craigslist cool for you. Yeah, maybe we can find a friend. <laughs> exactly. Good, yeah. Menace. That's exactly. good. Thank you both for being here. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Menace. You can find thank him you. at Menace. Menace. Snapchat. Um, Twitter. Twitter. Facebook. All that. Instagram. Um, I'm at X. At Sex with Emily on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook.com, slash Sex with Emily. And now Snapchat. My new jam. Yes, love it. Um, and also, what else? Thank you, producer Madison. You have nude pics on Snapchat, right? New pics? Nude pics. I do. I do okay, have good. lots of nude photos. All right, sweet. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm trying to get you more followers. I so appreciate it. Okay, yeah. well, and YouTube. We do that too. Yeah, naked there too. Totally. Check naked, it out. naked everywhere. Thanks everyone for listening. Was it good for you? Email me feedback at sexwithemily.com. 
You know, I'm always saying how important it is to mix up things in the bedroom. Well, Hustler Hollywood Stores should be your main destination for the best toys, erotica, the sexiest laundry, and most of all, the easiest way to find the answers you've been looking for on how to enhance your sex life. Unlike other adult novelty stores, Hustler Hollywood turned shopping for sex toys into an enjoyable and enlightening experience. Each store is filled with attractive, eye-catching displays with all the top intimate products on the market, and their knowledgeable and friendly staff are there to help with any questions you may have, whether you're shopping with a partner, for yourself, if you want to take your sex life to the next level, Hustler has all the toys and products you need to get there. So check it out. If you're not sure if there's one near you, go to HustlerHollywood.com. And when you're shopping there, just use Sex with Emily at checkout. You get 20% off your sexy purchase. How awesome is that? Oh, and their online site now. You can get 20% off at HustlerHollywood.com. Use code EMILY20. So check it out. Thanks for listening.